Aloha, I am June Jones of the Houston Roughnecks, and this is the XFL Show. Football fans, this is for the love of football. This is the road to 2023, and this is the XFL show. I'm Alan. And I'm Bryant. Some say there's nothing to talk about when you're on a road trip this long and mysterious. But if you've been listening to this show for the last three years, you know how much fun these types of shows can be. This is episode 182. We got work to do, Bryant, because we have a long road to go and a lot of fun to have today because the CFL started this week. We're going to have some fun talking about XFL players playing in that league. We have some fun to do a roadmap check where we were this time going into 2020, kind of where we are going to 2023. There's a lot of fun to be had on a show where anything goes this week. It is true. It's it's uh, we're going back to our roots, I guess you could say, Alan. Uh, to our talking, roots, we didn't uh, we didn't talk a lot of CFL on the road to twenty twenty, so I guess that's going to change just based on your here love. and there, here and there. Yeah, uh, this is not the, X, the CFL show, uh, but either way, it's going to be fun. These shows are great, uh, especially you know, might as well if we're going to go back to our roots, uh, might as well go permanently back and move the show back to where it yes. actually started. Let's get it back to football Sundays. What do you say? And that's where this show's coming out. You may have noticed, oh, Friday there was no show. That's because we pushed it back a little bit. We're going to start releasing shows again every football Sunday for you. So keep it on the same podcast feed, same YouTube channel, XFL.show. And just stay tuned for shows to come out every football Sunday now for you. Uh, We wanted to do that for a couple of reasons. Uh, One gives us more to work with when it comes to keeping an eye on all these XFL players in the CFL, which I'm super interested in already having a ball doing two games into that league season. And also gives us more time to put shows together. And this is what we were doing at this point on the road to 2020. We said, let's go back to that because when we're talking about these types of shows, it's basically where anything goes. What can we think of to talk about? What can we think of to chew on when it comes to the little bits of information we have on the XFL going into 2023? And right now, not that much, not as much as we had going into 2020, Bryant, which means maybe more conspiracy theories will fly on these episodes, always responsibly, but less conspiracy, more just fun pondering in our minds, which we'll get into today as well. Uh, We will get into it's going to be fun going back to Sundays and and enjoying, um, you know, exactly how we used to bring in the show, which is every Sunday right until the the road uh, to 2020 kicked off. And so we're just going to do it this time around. So with that all straightened out, let's give you that XFL fan nine fan line number again. That's seven, two, four, five, six, five, four XFL. You could call that anytime, any day, 
any all year long. It's always there for you. If you need to speak to us and if you want to be heard on the show, you can leave a voicemail or text us 724-565-4XFL. That's the XFL fan line. We got a text that you want to read here in just a moment. At XFL show, of course, is where we're at on social media, and that is a constant as well. Anywhere you're on social, we're on social, except TikTok, but maybe soon. And of course, we are brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts. You could go to prettyeasypodcast.com to get your own podcast started today. Or if you have a podcast already, but you're looking for some production help at an affordable rate, that's where you can go. Get started right now. Get the help you need podcasting. Make podcasting fun and, well, easy, as they say, at prettyeasypodcast.com. I know we never have headaches doing this show. We only have fun. The only thing that gives me a headache is when we start talking about how schedules will work out when the kickoff starts. But that's Bryant's jam. Your jam could be at prettyeasypodcast.com. <laughs> they make podcasting uh, pretty easy. No headaches. Now, no headaches. N- now we can dink and dunk Bryant into three three little dinkages and dunkages that I selected for us this week. First up, have to give props to our guy that never started an XFL game, but will always be an XFLer to me. Taylor Heineke turning heads at Washington football team camp this summer. Bryant, he's of course being mentored by Ryan Fitzpatrick this offseason. After a stellar outing in the playoffs for Washington last year, the guy who came closest to beating Tom Brady in the playoffs was an XFL backup. And now he's in the NFL trying to earn himself a starting job. Obviously, we all know Ryan Fitzpatrick cannot be beaten in any training camp for a starting job, but Taylor Heineke's doing his best. Week six, week even, seven, right around there. And he, he even has a cool quote. He's talking about his relationship with Ryan Fitzpatrick. He said, when things are going tough or you're kind of having a bad day, he's the kind of guy to go crack a joke and make you remember it's a football game. So Taylor Heineke really getting the lessons he needs to maybe be a future starter. Maybe they're saying the next Tony Romo in the NFL coming all the way from a backup to Jordan Tamu in the XFL. Could you could you picture that Taylor Heineke being the next Romo? Uh, not know about the next Romo. I'm thinking of him being the next Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, if, ever, if Ryan Fitzpatrick ever stops, I can no. see Tyler Haneke being really good, really effective. Okay, everywhere. I can see there being another Tony Romo or another Tommy Maddox. There will never be another Ryan Fitzpatrick. Never. There's never <laughs> going to be a guy who could literally go on every team and start at least a little bit and frustrate the fan base. Because if you have Ryan Fitzpatrick, it's two things. Your team never didn't either has a really young quarterback or doesn't have a quarterback. And and then two, you know, he's a solid quarterback. So you're not too worried, but also, you know, he's going to throw a lot of picks and he's going to end up on another team the following year. He's an anomaly. No one's ever going to be the next. Ryan sure. I mean, we've never seen one like him before, I guess. But I, I don't know. I just seems like Taylor Heineke can turn heads the way Ryan Fitzpatrick could in training camp and then kind of dazzle for a little bit. Who knows what's going to happen? Uh, Can you way, also uh, imagine if T- Taylor Heineke would have beaten Tom Brady, what that would have done for the XFL's public profile? At absolutely nothing because they benched the man. It would have been horrible. Are you, you kidding so, me? But, the XFL had this gem on the bench and they didn't play him. What's wrong with them? What's wrong with that league? But you could use that in 2023 is for the marketing saying, yeah. look at the guy. Hey, in come the be NFL a backup in our league. You'll be better our next year. Back- 
Our backups are beating Tom Brady. That's how good our league is, you could say. That didn't happen, though. So that's a what if. Uh, let's take a duck here to a YouTube comment from Brandon uh, on our USFL XFL conversation we had last week about speculating, of course, on what a merger might look like if, you know, the, that crazy type of thing would maybe happen. And Brandon, Brandon went out and got him. Brandon said, I would like to see a USFL-XFL merger as long as both names stay like a conference or something. I'd like the idea of having two LA teams and a New York and New Jersey team. So Brandon's on board with me. That's what I said. Last Is that week. your burner account? Brandon's? This is not me. <laughs> Brandon on YouTube <laughs> slash Alan. Um, follow me at Brandon on YouTube. No, this is a real person. It'd be interesting to see if they could make this happen before the USFL kicks off in 2022 and really focus on team structure and do it as a preview and then promote and then kick off in 2023 as one big league. See, that's where you know it's not me because I did not say that. I'm all for the USFL coming out and saying, never mind, 2023, it's going to be for us too because 2022 is way too close. Yeah, that's way too close. I can't even... Yeah, I can't even fathom. I like how Brandon took that USFL XFL challenge and aced it. It's great. No restart elements in there either. Good job. Um, yeah, and we still have that USFL XFL challenge to all of you. If do you want a merger, and if so, what would you want that to look like? I did see some people out there totally sh- shoot it down, saying that would be so dumb. Uh, also, I saw some people self-identified old timers, Bryant, saying. I'm a, I like the USFL. I remember it way better than the XFL. So there is that small crowd out there. But Chappie on the XFL fan line is coming after them because Chappie <sighs> texted in and said, dude, this is verbatim, dude, the USFL is nothing any of us born in the 90s or later give two squirts about. When it comes to spring ball, this is an XFL world we are living in now. Love the show. So that's Chappie saying it's all about the XFL. (laughs) Forget about the USFL. And I love that sentiment, but I do have a soft spot for the USFL's brand and teams in my heart. And the stories, you're reading that book. Well, you're reading the book, right? Twice. Football for a buck. Second Uh, time. uh, Jeff Perlman, right? So, yes. uh, I'm sure that's getting you more enticed. I don't know. To me, it's. it's Go Ballers. I'm with him. If you're not born in the, I like how he says born in the nineties. If you were born, I'm born in 86. I don't really give a crap about the USFL. I don't remember the well, USFL at all. I give a crap about it, but if I'm, if, if, if this is a, uh, a spring football war and we have to choose sides, I'm with the XFL all the way. If the USFL came out in 2018 and we're like, yeah, we're going to come out and play in 2020, then maybe I would have given a crap about the USFL, but you're right. The XFL itself, as people our age would say, that gave us that like. You know, the butterflies that gave us that like, ooh, if you enjoyed it in 2001, you would have enjoyed it in 2020. But also if the USFL comes calling and needs some help podcasting, Brian Woods, we're we're here. It just we're we're, we're, true. I do give a crap then. We're willing to at least have the conversation. Do you know, like I, I, here, I'll, 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 rest, I'll restate myself to save myself a little bit here in case they do. Good crisp. I will say this. I don't give a crap about it because I don't know what it is. How about that? Uh, that that makes sense, and that's that's fair. That's fair. Also, I, I got the Zubas too. I think these would fit in nicely. Yeah, that's actually uh, true. That whole for the USFL. Too. I'm, I'm ready too. I see. Yeah, I'm re- I'm I'm ready for the USFL in 2022. No matter no matter what, even though I'd have no idea what the hell it is as well. <laughs> I can't. I still can't <laughs> wait for it. 
probably because I am reading that book. I actually have something I want to take from that book and apply it to something we're going to talk about here in just a little bit. So we'll, we'll get to it. It's just the crazy ties to now and then. It's it's insane. But thanks to everybody who commented on YouTube and social media at XFL show, tweeting or text, texting in on the fan line, 724-5654-XFL. The USFL XFL challenge, as Brian called it. You could keep them coming. They're really entertaining to read the reactions and the ideas people have. And I'm sure maybe people will come up with even more as time goes on and we learn more about the USFL. But what do you say we get into a couple of quick pieces of news from the week as it relates to the XFL in this week's cover two? Just calm down. So we talked about him last week. He was being looked at by the Jets, and now he has signed with the Jets. Wildcats quarterback Josh Johnson is now back in the NFL with another team. He's like Ryan Fitzpatrick, except he's not playing. That's true. Yeah, Friend of the show, Josh Johnson. Sorry. Friend of the show, Josh Johnson. So he's played for every team. Uh, he's but even not played actually. for this team. That's, that's yeah. good he's <laughs> but He does have that on Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick never played in the XFL, but Adam Schefter – Put it out there uh, when Josh Johnson signed, saying, upon signing with the Jets now, Josh Johnson begins his 17th stint on an NFL roster since 2009, also having played in the UFL, AAF, and the XFL. Yeah, he didn't play in the AAF. Yeah, he wasn't in the AAF. What was that He was drafted by the AAF. Look at me correcting correcting Adam Adam Schefter. Schefter. But he he was drafted number one overall, but did not play. Was he drafted to Memphis? Arizona, I think it was. Arizona? Okay. And, I'll find that out. And, that, all right, and then the entire team for Arizona was traded to Memphis, no, correct? Wrong league. No, wait, that's, wrong, that's wrong league. Wrong league. But congratulations to Josh Johnson. Uh, hopefully he beat Oh, San Diego. The, excuse me. Okay, there you go. The oh, fleet. yeah. It was because it was a regional draft as well. Hopefully he uh, get gets some good preseason in, and you know, I mean, I'm not rooting for injury, but hopefully we see him during the the season. I, I I'll tell you, I'm not a fan of Zach Morris, their quarterback there in New oh, York. Is that his name? I don't think that's his name. I, that's what I'm calling him, Zach Wilson from BYU. <laughs> Looks like Zach Morris, but uh, Josh Johnson with the New York Jets. All hail our would be. XFL MVP, in my humble opinion. Part two of the cover two, we're going to take a look at some of the CFL rosters and XFL 2020 guys on these rosters, Brian, because this is my fit. I'm Okay, the season has started now. We're two games in, and I already – I'm being real with myself. I went into it thinking, oh, I'm really excited for the Rough Riders. I'm really excited for the CFL to get back at it because I like the game. And that's true, but I am way more excited anytime someone from the XFL does something. And I already saw Casey Sales get a sack in the first game for Winnipeg. And that's what I'm going to be watching for all season long for sure. So I did a lot of CFL season prep. As you know, I was messaging you and you're like, I don't care. <laughs> but I've, I wa- <laughs> did all the roster prep, team prep. Just wanted to make, A, I'm gambling on the, on the games too, of course, putting a little chunk of change each week, each game for fun. And then, because I'm in the States, you can't do that in Canada. Sorry to our Canadian listeners and, and viewers. Yeah, when, when can you start? They don't know. They don't know. There's oh, no date. But that was the thing that this is the reason why they called off the talks, was it not? No, it's not the reason. But that's, I mean, that's like what people part, are saying. People are saying could contribute to the reason for sure. But yeah, that's not, not quite yet. But I did my prep for that. 
And I saw all these rosters and I said, wow, there's an XFL guy on pretty much every roster, at least somewhere, maybe way down there. But which of these guys will actually contribute? So I've done the prep, right? And I'm going to tell you which guys might actually contribute in the CFL. And you might see on a highlight since you probably won't watch a lot of games live this year. Are you ready for me to give you the names? Hit me with them. All right. Well, first up, he already played today and started. Did not expect it for the BC Lions. James Butler, the running back, friend of the show for the yes, Houston Roughnecks, the was the starting running back uh, as of this live on tape recording today. Uh, Friday Night Football in the CFL started for the BC Lions in their loss to the Rough Riders. But he was out there returning kicks. He was in the backfield all game. He's going to get a lot of playing time. So BC's offense is pass heavy. We'll see what he does, though. He can contribute in that regard, too. I think he's a decent uh, pass protector sidecar as well. So that's probably why he got the start. Uh, for Calgary, a legit defensive a player of the year candidate in Jameer Thurman. You remember Jameer Thurman for the D.C. Defenders had a pick six in week one, I believe. Yeah, I, re- I rewatched that game. The, the receiver fell down. I'm not too impressed. With Jameer Thurman? I mean, he was uh-huh. like their one – their defense wasn't bad though, and he was like the leader of their defense. And now he's. I really because be I a, thought the, the 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 Wildcats put up like thirty five on them. Yeah, but then the the next week they did they shut down a team. At no, home they lost. They, they gave the first win of the season to the Vipers. They did. I what think was it was the game where they played the tight end, the guy who became a tight end at quarterback. <laughs> they, and they played. Won, uh, like, they played nine to six, I believe, <laughs> against the. Um, uh, the Battle Hawks. Yeah, against St. Louis. That's who it was. So, Jameer Thurman, nope, he's a legitimate player to watch, the linebacker for the Calgary Stampeders. Um, he, he is in, he's a guy in his prime, and he should be decent in the CFL. So, I think he might end up being the best of the bunch of XFL 2020 players what's, in the CFL. What's legit DMOP? Legit, well, they call it defensive most outstanding player. Oh, jeez. Canadian. Is it because he's so valuable with like a with a B or something? Is valuable at B E L to them or something? They, they don't want to put value on a person. I understand. It's it's just different language they use up there sometimes. They choose different words that mean the same thing to us. It makes sense. Uh, Armani Edwards for the Elks, a wide receiver who was with the Vipers, I believe. He had CFL experience before that. Uh, he should be an integral part of their receiving core. Uh, for the Rough Riders, watch them today, and they really didn't have a, a lot of XFL presence, but they have a linebacker out, Larry Dean, who they picked up in the offseason as a free agent. He was with Hamilton, great player in the CFL, but they have Demarcus Gates, remember him from the Roughnecks, yes, way mm-hmm. down on their practice squad, but I've, I'm going to be watching their every game anyway, but I could see that guy. I mean, I remember him being pretty damn good. If he could work his way up into some playing time, he could be a contributor. We'll see. Um, but not right away. Uh, right away contributor, though, Casey Sales, defensive tackle, Winnipeg Blue Bombers, wore blue in the XFL with the Battle Hawks. He had a sack in week one. He'll be a standout defensive lineman for that team, the defending champs. If you're a Battle Hawks fan and want to c- continue to support anybody who was on that roster, uh, Casey Sales is your guy in the CFL. Uh, for the Montreal Alouettes, Bryant will pay attention to this. Cameron Artis Payne, the running back from the Renegades, uh, is going to spell the CFL star- stalwart William Standback. So he'll be a, 
a backup running back, but you know, 14 game season, he can see some well, a whole lot of playing time. And who knows, William Stanback's pretty damn good, and he's a kind of a CFL, uh, one of the best in the CFL. If you look up and down the rosters at running back, but Cameron Artis Payne, we'll see what kind of splash he can make. You know, he's up there for a running back too. Uh, Jordan Smallwood is on the Red Blacks roster. Uh, their team's projected to be really bad, so I don't know. Maybe he could stand out as a bright spot. We'll see them play. I believe they were, they're on Sunday. Haven't played yet. And then Toronto, if you're an XFL fan from 2020, you're just watch Argonauts games. That's my advice because they have <laughs> so many XFL players. Apparently, two of them are going to start in the defensive line, Sean Oakman and Coney Ely. Uh, the Toronto Argonauts are the biggest question mark in the in the CFL preseason in terms of what what people expect them to do. Fringe playoff team, not in the playoffs, running over teams and completely taking the league by storm. Who knows? Because they have guys like the two big old defensive linemen I mentioned, but also Bryant Cam Phillips in preseason or in training camp, I believe was with, with Hamilton, cut, picked up by Toronto. We'll see what he does. They also have Dwayne Hendricks, who played with the Battle Hawks, Dexter McCoyle, uh, Tristan Deku. They, they got uh, uh, other handful of guys. No time to name them all because I don't want to get into the listing names here. But watch Argonauts games if you were, were watching the XFL in 2020 and want to see those players again. Now, I will say this. Do you think, because you look at some of these players and they're not starting, they're on depth charts, they're practice squads, whatever they may be. Do you feel like a lot of this has to do with the ratio? Some of these players not being able to start and play. Like I, I'm, this is just a fan who's trying to get into some of this. It's the yeah, CFL so this has is, this ratio rule, so a lot mm-hmm. of these players are already knocked down or already at a disadvantage because of the ratio rule. Yeah, it's it's something that I. That's like the the thing I'm really coming to terms with and understanding more and more of how like you see a guy on a roster and like, well, I know that guy from college. That guy was pretty damn good in college. Why can't he even start in the CFL? Did he have injuries? No, it's because a lot of the times there's the ratio. So you have to have your certain amount of Canadians on, on in, a, in a starting lineup. And then also you have guys who are new to the league and just need it's alert. There's a learning curve. There's a learning curve to playing in that league. It is a different game, especially at certain positions, especially quarterback. Uh, I think especially if you're at linebacker, uh, it, it might it's going to be tough to be thrown right into into the fire. Defensive line, I feel I feel looking at that in the rosters, you see a lot of first time CFLers being thrown on the defensive lines uh, at wide receiver. You know, Alan, so I was wondering, because I know you have to have a certain amount of starters that are Canadian, but does that bleed into the game? Like, do you always have to have a certain amount of Canadian players on the field at one time? Because I saw that Dave Naylor tweeted out that a Canadian player, if he's hurt, can now get replaced by an American player. I'm just really confused. Yeah, I don't know how str- I'm, I, I don't know how strict they are in terms of throughout the game, but the rule is starting seven Canadians, or national players, they call them. So it has to be yeah. seven starters of the 24 starters. And then throughout the game, things change. But that's why roster spots and starting positions won't be given up to some of these guys who are making their CFL debut this season. So that's something to keep an eye out. Um, real quick, my predictions for the season. Bryant, since I did all this research, and I know you care so much. Great Cup, 108. I got the Elks over Hamilton. 
Although after watching them week one, I'm not confident in Hamilton anymore. But the Edmonton <laughs> Elks winning it all. The Edmonton Elk Vipers, Jamie Elizondo and all those Tampa Bay Vipers winning the Grey Cup. That's my my pick, my hunch. Although I'll be rooting for the Rough Riders. You got to you got to pick. I'm an Argos guy, so I'm gonna go with Argos all the way. That would be it would be pretty amazing and awesome. I think for an XFL, they're gonna take, fan. they're gonna win that championship. They're gonna win that championship and take it to New York. That's what they're <laughs> take the Grey Cup to New York. That would be. <laughs> That would be sacrilege. Uh, oh, real quick <laughs> side note too, Randy Ambrosi doing you know a lot of commissioner work for Week One in the CFL, speaking about the league and all that. Uh, did have some quotes about the XFL, saying we both decided and agreed that we would go back to our respective businesses and focus on our own leagues for now. We haven't set any plans to reconnect, but because the relationship was positive, the door was left open for the possibility that we talk again down the road. But today and for the foreseeable future, it's all CFL all the time. So just again, reiterating that we're on a break. Talks were amicable, but they decided to end them. Any, does that, does that, there are some conspiracies I saw way deep on XFL Reddit, actually, Brian, I'll bring up here since it's a fun show, that Do it. this was all part of the plan the whole time. CFL talks and XFL talks are still ongoing, but they wanted to get it out there, see the reaction, and then rein it back in when the CFL kicked off so they could focus on their season. But, but I talks are still we, going on. I hope not, because that to me sounds like something the CFL will do would do. Um it doesn't sound like a CFL move at all. They're not very secretive, and that sounds like some like some like I don't know Illuminati. They're talking. They're meeting. Well, what's what's the expression? You're throwing stuff in a wall and hoping some of it sticks. What is it? Yeah, yeah. But I feel like that's what the CFL kind of does. <laughs> that's why it's deep on Reddit. No one's saying that. That's not the truth. I, I believe just, yeah, Randy Ambrosi when he I says think these it. are on parallel tracks, and those tracks will never meet. Yeah. Unless the uh, unless uh, the CFL's track or the train comes uh, derailed, which yeah, can you, happen, you, it could. I, I mean, there's there's craziness. There's crazier things that happen. I was telling you before the show in the USFL in year, going into year two, the entire team in Chicago was traded for the entire team in Arizona. Because ownership of Chicago switched and took over the Arizona team, and new ownership came to Chicago, so they the Chicago previous Chicago team became the Arizona team in year two. The Arizona team was cha- traded to Chicago, but then a lot of the Arizona players that were traded to Chicago were traded to Memphis because they were an expansion team, and the new Chicago ownership didn't want the Arizona players they got, so it was. Crazy things can happen like that. So maybe Toronto wins the Grey Cup and brings it to the XFL. It, it might happen. Probably not. Not might. It won't happen. But <laughs> well, could, what was it in the replacements? Like some you could teams think were it, just it buying happen. other teams instead of bringing in replacement players. What was that in the replacements? The movie that weren't teams like, or was it? Um, I think it was the replacements where they were like just buying teams, right? That were like minor league teams in football. Like Dallas didn't bring in replacements; they just bought a team and brought. Is that them what happened? Play. They I believe bought. like the Dallas team that that's what happened in that in the Keanu Reeves movie. Mm-hmm. No, what I don't think it was, wasn't. It just like some not, players started not that, coming not back. That team, not that team, but like the Dallas team was oh. bought, like they bought a team. 
because then the team that they beat was like a bunch of actual pros that weren't on that strike anymore. Came like, back, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, great movie. I'm due for a rewatch for the, of that. It was on TBS the other day. Actually, no, it was TNT. Best thing that's on television on TNT right now. <laughs> well, I could argue that, but that's for another <laughs> show. Uh, there's all the CFL talk and conspiracy theorizing we'll do about that, but crazier things have happened. Bryant wants to see the Argonauts win the Grey Cup and bring it to the XFL. I want to see that as just someone who loves to see crazy things happen like that, but also for the <laughs> CFL's sake, no. I'll root against it for for all of that, Bryant, but you could have that. If you're ready, though, um, I have something that I've already asked you. I asked you it about three years ago, and now I want to ask it to you again. I remember this relevant. moment, so don't worry. I remember it. You do? You remember elephant it? Brain. Yes. Oh, he does have the elephant brain, everybody. Well, let's put it to the test in this week's Hot Read. August 2018. We asked, are you rooting for an NFL labor dispute? Because, well, the NFL was going to have a CBA negotiated and the owners and the players had to come to terms with some new agreements on some new things. And at that point in time, we were, oh, I don't know, August 2018, February 2020. You do the math months away from kickoff in the XFL. And right now we're at a similar point. You do the math so many months away from kickoff 2023, Bryant. Similar spot on that road to kickoff right now. But new labor relations in the NFL. It's a different culture, a different way of life for those players. A different way of life for players in the NCAA, for that matter, and the CFL. Do you remember me asking you the question, though? I do remember the question because we were t- because I think there was like a huge strife between the two leagues and we're like, ooh, what if player like should the XFL play in in in, in August for six weeks? Like this all led into a lot of fun. Yeah, we got, we got into things like, oh, the XFL's coming along. These players have an option now to be happy and maybe do have more rights and more more say in what the league does. Maybe if they consider it, uh, or it could just give more players more options. Um, of course, the NFL is a behemoth. They'll make way more money, but we just threw all that out there and just discussed the state of the business between and the relationship between players and ownership in the NFL. But now we also, on this, on this particular road we're on, can talk about that same subject, but we have the NFL players. We have the NFL expanding rosters. We have the NFL expanding uh, the rights players have in terms of being able to, oh, I don't know, take care of their pain with uh, marijuana instead of popping pills given to them by team doctors. Uh, We have the NCAA giving rights to players. And when it comes to making money off their name, image and likeness, uh, we have the CFL back up and running again and uh, coming to an agreement with their players. I like how you're throwing, you're throwing credit to the CFL. Like they weren't back up and running when this was a discussion three years well, ago, they, but okay. I mean, they might've not been around. It was, they were, who knows with, with how COVID hit that leak, but let's look at it now. It's a different world. Same sort of question though. Are the rights that the players are now being afforded in these leagues when it comes to everything we just threw out there with uh, drugs name image likeness uh, and equity in their leagues that they're currently in uh, 
are is all that now something the XFL can no longer use to differentiate itself? Because back then the XFL could say, well, we're going to be the league where you could smoke pot. We're going to be the league where you could do whatever you want in terms of making money off of your own name. We're going to be the league where you can uh, maybe speak up. Well, obviously in 2020, the, the league was not for this, but maybe the XFL can now say they're saying league of culture so that it, that lends itself at least to a league where you can have a, some sort of freedom of speech and, and be able to do whatever you want in terms of speaking up on social issues. So the XFL now, though, it's a different world, a different brand, different ownership. Those other leagues have some changes as well. Where do we stand when it comes to that as an option for players and how the XFL might might affect the relationship they have with their leagues? I think you have to ask yourself, how do those things affect players in 2020? And when it comes down to it, I don't think a lot of those issues were, oh, hey, I'm going to go play in the XFL because I can do those things. And that's what we said in those conversations, too. Yeah, and I never said the XFL is going to steal players away because they can go smoke pot or they could, yeah, yeah, things like that. So I think the most obvious and different one that comes to mind is the NIL, right? That is something that any chance of college players were very small to begin with, and now they're almost close to nothing just because players can make money now playing college football. The, the idea was, hey, how do we get college players here? Uh, here in the Expo? Oh, it's because they can make money here. Now they can make money there. So there are still some openings. Don't get me wrong. You want to be a star player. If you're number, if you're the five, fifth, sixth QB, let's say, in the draft pool, and you're making, you know, 500000 bucks in college, would you say, hey, XFL, pay me six, let me do my sponsorships, and I'll come and try to be the number one QB in your league? That's a possibility. I don't think the Trevor Lawrence's of the world, right? Or whoever the who's, – who's the number one QB coming out this year? Oh, I don't – I mean, I like Keaton Slovis, but I'm no I'm no draft expert. Oh, but I'm, oh yeah. And, of okay, course, USC. I'm going to throw that at you for the UFC j- USC jab there. Um, I, I think there is a Sam strong Howell? possibility that the CF – I'm sorry, the XFL uh, – just kind of get, does their thing. Like they, they can offer this to players, and players will ask. But will there be less available players? No, I don't think it'll be. Will there be more available players? No, just how we thought probably two, like three years ago. I don't think this changes the landscape of player availability or why players would want to play in the XFL. The main reason players want to play in the XFL is to extend their careers and hopefully get a shot in the NFL. So the XFL uh, has given us very little in terms of information on how the league is going to be structured but they have given us insight into how it's going to be marketed to not only fans but to players as well and we've heard danny garcia and the rock use the word culture and league of culture a lot and that phrase makes you think it's going to be a league where players are going to be a part of the conversation with ownership as to how the league is run and that people will call that equity in the league um using that verbiage using that as a selling point that's the way the xfl is at least now currently trying to differentiate itself but i don't know how much it does in terms of luring talent the way you lure talent uh like brian brought up with in a world where nil exists in a world where the nfl is expanding its rosters and paying players way more than you want to is with 
is with contracts and money and investing in players that way. And and it doesn't have to be a, a ton. You can't be having million dollar players up and down your roster. But again, go pull right back. away. No, we're talking about right away, right? We're talking about first two, three years of the XFL. But pulling from my, my USFL knowledge base now that I'm refreshing in my brain and and really uh, on one for it right now, I can't stop talking and thinking about it because it's so fascinating. Paying a player here and there uh, a very substantial contract to just show not not only fans that you're going to have bring in players they know and are good, uh, good enough. Uh, it also shows players that there's a way that you can maybe earn a, a really good living in this league too. So um, even with all that stuff, with a league of culture, uh, maybe with changing some different rules in terms of players' rights, there's not much more the XFL can do compared to what's going on in college right now and what's going on in the NFL right now that's going to earn them players, especially compete. I think they're compared to now the big difference is they're competing with the, the college game. And the soon-to-be soon super conferences. Who knows what player rights will look like in those uh, eventually? But that—that's where you're—you're you're trying to get really good young players. I think to maybe either leave college early, or uh, consider coming to the XFL from college instead of making their money in college and then getting out of football. Which we could see a lot of that happen now. The NIL exists, right? Guys are going to have something to work off of leaving college. Could you? If I had. Uh, uh, $100,000 coming out of college <laughs> the businesses I could have started or the investments I could have made these guys are going to have not not a head start you probably would have blown it on wrestling t-shirts that's true uh, a, tic- a ticket to Japan for January 4th I and maybe, would have maybe a new no. f- Firebird I would have started my I would have got a new 79 Firebird since mine <laughs> uh, blew up but I would have probably started a tie-dye t-shirt business. These guys are going to have... Tie-dye t-shirt wrestling business. (laughs) These guys would have had... Shout out Billy Graham. These guys would have had... Will have awesome foundations to to kickstart their careers off of, whether it's in football or just in life. So NIL, I think, is going to do a lot of positive for those players. And the XFL is competing with that. They're they're going to... Or they're going to have to utilize it somehow. And I... Trying to think about that, that it seems more of a hurdle than it's something they can use to their advantage, and that's the different difference between this this moment compared to the moment in 2018 leading up to 2020. I feel like the XFL cannot. I don't know what the financial aspirations are of this league, right? Like, what is their main goal after year one, year two? One one but, thing we do not know. Yes, yeah, true. Yeah, so if it is to make money, or if it is to lose as little money as possible, then I don't think spending big bucks on players is a way to accomplish that, right? So if they're willing to say, hey, let's go for the wow factor. Let's throw some money at these players. Get some name recognition onto the field. Then I could see maybe them luring players you know, that are maybe on the T, you know, like especially college players, um, the possibility of coming over to the XFL because, hey, we're going to pay you some money. I don't see that happening. I think these rules in place really don't affect it either way. The NIL, I think we've talked about it before. If anything, if a player is, is a player getting NIL because he's the Alabama quarterback, maybe for Alabama, yeah. But do you think Keaton Slovis is getting money from LA people to be the quarterback of LA? The, to be the quarterback of USC, like 
Like how much the, the comps are not going to be there. No, but also he's not you're getting ta- seven figures. Yeah, and but also he you're t- you're looking at if you're the XFL players, not on that level, not on the top fi- the top five, maybe even the top ten quarterbacks coming out of college. You're look you're if you're the XFL, you're looking at the next level, or maybe even a level both below that of recognizable, solid college quarterbacks that are probably going to now be making money in college on their NIL yeah. deals. They're all going to have radio shows if they want. If they can get podcast, paid to if you them. guys want a podcast, podcast. They're the Ken. I listen to the Ken. I'm a Pitt fan. Listen to the Kenny Pickett show. Guys doing like two radio shows now, getting paid to do them. <laughs> Where I was doing radio shows for free when I was at Pitt. Talk about big man on campus. You're looking at players in those categories if you're the XFL and you're looking ways to. Can the XFL get involved in NIL? Can the XFL legally be a part of a player's uh, NIL deal? Is that something that they can maybe get involved in? I, I don't know the rules, but I doubt it because there are there are things in place that keep them from partnering up with like the NFL and agents and stuff. So that might be something that might be iffy. What rules can there actually be? I don't. I don't get it. I don't understand. There are certain no, because there are like they can't endorse tobacco. They can't endorse alcohol. Uh, they can't endorse certain things. They can't work with certain. But groups. whose rules are, are those? These are the NCAA's rules. And then wasn't the NCAA's rules that they couldn't get money? Period. Like yes, but who's the NCAA the, to say that I can't make money selling my name to Bud Light? These are the NCAA's rules that are going by state regulations, though, for the states that have regulations. And then the other schools that don't have are in states that don't have regulations are going by what the NCAA advises or just making up their own rules themselves. This this just seems like the Wild West right now. To me, if the XFL says, hey, you want to be what if what if what if the XFL pays a quarterback to play its college season? And then says, you come and play for us in February or in April. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Could the XFL get away with Could you do that? Is that something that you could, like, we're okay. XFL okay. No, you know what? players the XFL, in college. The XFL can't do that. The XFL can't do that. You like Zoa? You like you like Terramana? <laughs> yeah. What, what, what are you a fan the, of? You tell me what you, jung- which one you want. Go tell people about Jungle Cruise in theaters yeah. right now. <laughs> See so these waste, these are the it's fun so bad. shows. It's these so the fun, bad. These are the fun shows. Uh, hey, hey, look, it's more fun when they're playing things. football. Don't get me, uh, don't get me wrong. Like football <laughs> to me, uh, when we're playing football is the most fun. But these types of shows, the summer of speculation, as I, I, I deem it now, uh, the summer of fun. It sounds like fun in the sun. Except we're not. In it the is. Sun this time. We're not. No, right. we're in the deep, deep dark. Uh, recording at midnight ish. But the uh, yeah to wrap it up the moment we're in now compared to then i th- i will say it feels way different back then it felt like there could be a rallying cry from the xfl about we're the league for players and they could do that now but i think players across the board are seeing a whole new a whole new landscape in terms of their abilities and rights uh when it comes to making money and just doing what they want with their own careers. Their careers are in their hands now compared to 2018. And uh, that's something the XFL needs to be a part of. I feel like it already was, but we'll see how far they can take it and maybe uh, 
really be that league for players that they've kind of already talked about being. So we'll see. But uh, interesting to look back on that. Good thing I save all those old rundowns, Bryant, for all the old Yes, shows. it is. Very good. I have an idea. So if you want to send those to me uh, for next week's show, I think I have a, a fun you know, little thing out there for everyone out there. We'll see. That we'll was taken to, from we'll that question, though, talking about the NFL labor dispute. Are you rooting for an NFL labor dispute was what we asked on episode 28, by the way. 28? Was that before or after insurance? Eh, I don't remember. I'd have to look back at all the other runs. I do know that We're it's a couple weeks today. before. I know it's a couple weeks before we talked to Oliver Luck. That I do remember. Or you talked yep. to Oliver Luck. I didn't get stalked on the first time around. But either way, it's going to be a lot of fun right here every Sunday now, right here on your favorite podcast app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you give us that five-star review and tell your friends about us. If you got a question, comment, or topic you want us to cover, well, then text or call the XFL fan line, 724 724- Five six five four XFL. Uh, standard text messaging rates do apply. Also, follow us on all social media platforms at XFL Show, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Alan's favorite, and one day, hopefully soon, TikTok. Or if you want to say hi, come and subscribe and watch us on YouTube at XFL.show, the official website of This is the XFL Show. And don't forget to check out our sponsors, Pretty Easy Podcast. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com and get started today because they make podcasting uh, pretty easy. They sure do. And all those platforms and looking at one of the reviews of the show, I couldn't have said it any better. Just two men not afraid to dream about football. That's what we're getting now coming to you every I forgot who said that, but credit to you and we appreciate it. And uh, yeah, <laughs> now every Sunday, football Sunday, we're going to continue to do it. Uh, we'll be looking back on previous shows and re-examining questions we asked on the road to 2020 on this road to 2023 bringing up of course all the new news and information that do come out when they when it all comes out uh, watching our favorites from 2020 in the cfl keeping an eye on xfl related stuff in the nfl and just having fun talking football baby so that's what we do and we've been doing it now damn can't believe it 182 that was episode 28 we were referencing we really have been doing this thing what three and a half years crazy we got a lot of praise for this holy jeez we got a uh, said they already did something like this long time before the xfl began its season last time oh yeah uh, we were th- we were there we were we were there in 2001 honestly but we just didn't know what a podcast was if if then with this this would be a 20-year show <laughs> forever in a hundred years, my friend. Forever and the X- in a hundred years. XFL would have ended then, and we would have kept doing it. Who knows? <laughs> oh man! Imagine what we'll fun. be talking about great. in twenty years, though. That's I'm the show. Right? It's going to be good. That's going to be great. We're going to, you know, you'll have less hair. I'll still have mine. It'll be great. Oh, that's twenty that's, years from now. You know, fight on, fight on. Have a good night, Bryant. Let's end this show then. <laughs> Uh, make sure you tell your friends. It's all Sundays. It's going to be great. I'm having a ball. This is going to be like some of the best episodes, I think, uh, because you just get to explore. Enjoy this time. Enjoy what you have right now, because when football starts, the rules are set. Right now, we get to explore and, and have a little fun with it all. So There are no rules. There are no rules except just join us and enjoy it, because we are. All right, let's get out of here, Bryant. I got to pick up my USFL book now. I got the itch. For Bryant, I'm Alan. This is the XFL Show. Remember, they're listening.